and then they saw me in a bra, and that was it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. What's up, bud? What's going on, man? Not much. Just... How have you been? Uh, good. Went, uh, let's see, well, when the last episode dropped, I had just gotten done with three and a half days at the beach. Mm. And that was... Probably the best vacation I've ever been on. It was one of those vacations where I was like, oh, this is what vacation is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, going somewhere with your kid or your kids, that's not a vacation, <laughs> first of all. Or, like, family trips. That's not a vacation. Right. That's stressful. you got a lot of personalities mm-hmm. to deal with. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. like you come back, you need to build two more days of vacation into the end of the trip before you have to go back home because that's really oh, your yeah. vacation. Yeah. If you if you are able to do that. I used to go to concerts and I'd be at work the next day. Right. Well, but now I now I ask for like 3 days off. Well, I mean, let's be honest, that's another one of those young man's game kind of situations. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do that yeah. when you're a young person. Uh, yeah. I can't. Um, I feel like I'm still recovering from sleeping under the L in Chicago <laughs> at Wrigley. Um, you know, mm-hmm. worth it. It was. I mean, it. It's a good story, man. It's yeah. a good story. Yeah. Um, which we, you know. There's a four-hour episode out there. I, I, you know, I so, saw that the other day. I was, I was scrolling through looking for something, and I saw like four hours and four minutes. Yeah. And it, the the description said this one's a doozy. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, it is four hours. What, what did we, man? Did we? Do you remember when we recorded? Did we record like two separate sessions and put it together? Or did we just talk for four hours? Dude, I, I guess don't you dropped remember. in. A, you dropped in a lot of stuff too. Well, yeah, because we recorded. Because we were. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy that we did that. I kind of <laughs> like it. You know, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's been going on with you, man? What's well, going on? I don't. I we got a new car. I don't remember. Did we talk about this? I can't remember. On the last episode. I can't remember either. Yeah, we got a new car a few weeks ago, and I just, like, I love it so much. <laughs> and it was kind of a surprise, because we didn't think financially we were going to be able to do it. Right. And we just went we just went to, like, talk to them, and we left with a new car. So <laughs> There you go. It was kind of a wild ride. But we both love it so much. And I've, I've kind of never had, like, a new new car. You know? Everything's mm-hmm. always been, like, 10 years older. Right. And uh, this one's not, it's not like brand new. It's the 2017, but it's, 
it doesn't have a lot of miles on it for being four or five years old. Right. And it's just like, just having so much fun just driving that around. So that's awesome. Well, you've got a new car. I went to New Orleans to play a show. I was there for a few days. Yeah. How's Kinda that? Made a been? Trip how's out the show's, show's been going? Well, I got to tell you, man, I learned something about myself. I've, I've always said if I have to pick, you know, would I rather have it cold or hot? Mm-hmm. I'm going cold, man. I'd much rather be a little, you know, kind of really? cold. Yeah. I'd much rather hmm. deal with, uh, you know, uh, let's say a 40 degree day than a 100 degree day. Yeah. Right. But that surprises it, me. Now, I've been to Phoenix, for example, and it's the first hot place that comes to mind. You know, everyone says it. It's a dry heat, right. which is true. I mean, it does make a difference, and it can be a little bit more bearable. But when I was in New Orleans last week, or whenever mm. that was, <laughs> bro, <laughs> it was just like the temperature was like 100, 103, with a heat index of like 115. And that yeah. heat index was primarily made up of fuck you humidity. <laughs> humidity yep. that I don't think I've ever experienced before. It made me lethargic. I didn't want to do yeah. anything. Like to go outside to walk to get into your car, boom, you're just drenched. You're just yeah. sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking miserable, yeah. dude. But the show was fun. It went really well. It was good to, you know, be with some some friends down in in a different city and just get to hang out, play a show, have fun, all that stuff. So, well, and New Orleans is like literally like a swamp, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's terrible. The whole area is, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's not I've terrible. Been through there once. It's one of those places where, you know, for one time of the year, which is right now, you just don't want to be mm-hmm. there. You just need yeah. to leave. Go anywhere, just leave and then come back and, you know, maybe September. It's not worth it. <laughs> Did you know how strongly I felt about high temperatures and humidity? Oh, I I know. I've always been like that. I, I thought I would have thought the opposite of you. No. I figured you're one no. of those those insane people that's like, oh, I love the summer. Well, and it was cold. When it's the, cold, it's just so cold. The, di- the heat is like, I just love it. No, no. Those people are insane. Well, we played the show, and you think you think at least, okay, well, we'll be inside playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were. But they keep the huge double doors open at the entrance to this place. I guess so people can hear the music that are around um, mm. in that area of town. To bring people in, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it was fucking 105 degrees. <laughs> you know, indoors. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about just swamp ass gig butt? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. never been in a situation where I actually thought like, should I put powder on my body, <laughs> like in my armpits? <laughs> 
Yeah, you should. On my bits and pieces. That. Never thought about that in my life. It was like, ah, mm. maybe this is that situation. Yeah. It was terrible. Anyway. Get some get some of that gold bond. I guess, man. Is that is that the go to gold bond? Mm-hmm. No baby powder? Oh yeah, that stuff like no. causes cancer or something, right? Uh, <laughs> baby powder. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, this is a Pearl Jam podcast. And uh I think maybe we should uh is it time to start getting into it? Can I tell you a quick story about Absolutely. a customer? Yeah. We go to this house, the lady wasn't there. She was like, I'm gonna have my son meet you. I'm like, All right. And it's we're bringing her a washing machine and he's like oh man i just i just got here my mom just called me i don't even know what's going on or do you are you taking the old one can you take the old one or and i'm like well we kind of well I, should i call my mom let me call my mom and i'm like well we just talked to her and she didn't mention anything well I, yeah you know what just leave it that's fine it probably still works just leave it and i'm like okay do you want me to put it where do you want me to put it he's like can't just leave it right there i'm like well, we can put it in the garage. Oh man, that's great! That's awesome. I wouldn't do that, man. You're great. You're going above, above and beyond. He's just like talking like crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, man, that's because that's like, I'm like, yeah, that's what we do, right? <laughs> so, hey, I'm sorry, what were you delivering like, again? A washing machine. Okay, gotcha. So and then he's like, oh, hey man, hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Do you mind if I? Go in the kitchen and roll up a doobie. This is the owner of the house? The son. The son? Of the woman that lives there. Okay. I wow. Like, I was like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, wait. Is your buddy going to... Because the other guy wasn't in the house yet. Mm-hmm. Is your buddy going to mind? Does he, does, he, does he care? I would start laughing. I'm like, no. Because I know this guy. I'm like, no, he's not going to care. Right. And in my head, I'm like, he's just going to laugh about it. So he's like, oh, man, that's great. He goes outside, and then the other guy comes in. I said, hey, man, this guy's nuts. He just asked me if he could roll roll one up, like, in front of us. He just started laughing. So the guy comes back in. He's he's talking to my partner. He's like, hey, man, do you mind if I roll up in the kitchen, smoke up? And he's like, no, man, you live your best life. <laughs> So the guy sits down. He's like, oh, man, that's great. He's like, I got some really good shit from California. You want to see what good stuff looks like? And uh, he just, like, pulls it out. And, dude, it smelled amazing. (laughs) It smelled so good. Like, I don't know. Good weed does smell good. Oh, man. It was so strong. And it smelled amazing. And, I mean, I don't, I don't. You know me. I don't know the difference, but it smelled sure. great. It's like coffee. Like I, I've drank coffee like once, twice in my life, and I just don't like it. But mm-hmm. I like the smell of coffee. Yeah, it smells great. Yeah, so it smells better than it actually just... tastes most of the time. But <laughs> cigarettes are like that too. Like when someone else lights up a cigarette, especially that first mm. light. Uh, yeah. It smell. I'm just like, oh my god, that smells so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's been confirmed by other yeah. people that are, you know, have never been smokers. Whatever. I had a one. I had one friend. She was never a smoker, but man, if I was going to go out and have a cigarette, she always wanted me to let her know. 
like yeah. we worked yeah. together and she'd go out there and take her break at the same time just because she wanted yeah. that just for the, that smell every once in a while i'll smell like my dad's cigarettes from 40 years ago mm. and just get that like memory burn yeah even with a terrible smell yeah i mean that's a terrible smell like old cigarettes <laughs> well <laughs> i mean i'm just picturing you like like <laughs> you know the the smell of those places you know because people used to smoke in their homes and stuff and like mm -hmm. oh uh, dude especially the older generations but those places like apartments or yeah. homes where people just smoked inside yeah and it's like in the walls yeah oh, it's dude God. i i go into those houses like once a week yeah but and we get we'll pull out like a refrigerator that's like it used to be white when it was new and now it's like literally yellow mm -hmm. and then it's in the back of the truck and we smell it all day Man, you love the smell of stale cigarettes. Mm. <laughs> no, I learned don't. something new. And now, it's crazy. Now though, I, I mean, I've added I've, to the I've added to the um, the the diaper <laughs> uh, flower picture. Now there's like oh yeah, your other hand you just wafting. Uh, you've got an old <laughs> ashtray full of old cigarette butts, and you're just wafting the smell right. in yeah. between in between chomping down on some flour. My my daughter saw that post on on Instagram and she sent me a message like all caps. You used to eat flour. <laughs> so. She didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think so. That's funny. We didn't. We it's didn't funny that that was a story she was you like never told child. your daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm kidding. I should have. You don't know you how good you have it. <laughs> Daddy used to have to sit down and eat flour I for used to dinner. Eat flour, yes, <laughs> dude. Well, let's get. Um, should we get into the episode now? Yes. Okay. Cool. We've done. <laughs> we've done twenty minutes of warm up here. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, times two. So again, if you never listened before and you're still listening at this point, um, we're all Pearl Jam podcast. And if you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Um, if you listen to the show regularly and you have a couple dollars to spend, sign up for Patreon. Help us out. Uh, this, putting this show together costs time and money. And uh, any bit of help we can get, we really appreciate. So go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory for that information. And we uh, got a an, an old new patron. I know, I saw that. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah. Paul Paul Maisie. Paul Mar Marooney? No, no, that was that was last time. This is Paul uh, last time. Maroon Marooniac? Oh, I didn't see this one. He, yeah, he Maybe I saw the Paul so. and uh just thought it was the, yeah. the Maisie one. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Two Pauls. The Pauls. Yeah. Thanks so much, Paul. Appreciate it. Um well, should we get into the emails? Yes. Let's do it. Sweet. Of course, I don't have my phone up. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. The first one mm -hmm. we got is mm -hmm. from uh, Chris Cox. <laughs> it's called You Are My New BFFs. What up, <laughs> Radicals? You know, I love that uh, people are keeping the nickname vibe alive. <laughs> yes. 161 I... 
episodes later, and, and we're still getting nicknames. And that's a new one, right? I don't think no radicals I've heard that before. New. No, okay, sorry. No, because that was oh. one of the common ones from when I was a kid, and uh, I always hated it. Just being called, I like it in this context, but right. Um, anyway, what up, radicals? This is to inform you that even though you've never met me and I've only written in once, you're my BFFs. You just don't know it. <laughs> I found your podcast on April 14th, just three short months ago, and I'm on episode 150. Well, uh, I don't know where you are now, but uh, thanks for listening, man. And again, it's so amazing how many people just like start at the beginning and just burn through. Catch up. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, I figure I'll be caught up by the time you drop the new one, episode 160. Literally nonstop while I'm working. I'm, I crammed three years into the three, three months, so I feel like I know you guys better than my family now. Uh, <laughs> I, like Bradical B, have a delivery job I'm not fond of, and lately, if it wasn't for you sh- your show, I'd have lit my truck on fire and walked home. <laughs> I'm a little out. Oh, man. You know that feeling. I've had those, I've had those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet, dude. Um, I'm a little apprehensive about catching up and having to wait for new episodes. How am I going to get through work? Mm. Uh, he says, I love Pearl Jam minus River Cross, LOL, and I'm a podcast right. junkie. He is my BFF. I know, right? <laughs> same jobs, same Pearl Jam taste, uh, which I can't wait to see how this episode goes. Mm-hmm. And let's see, he says, and I'm a podcast junkie, and you two are my f- absolute favorite. Thank you so much for all you do, Chris Cox. Thanks, dude. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's a, that's a high compliment. I'm a podcast junkie, and you're my absolute favorite. Like, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I wouldn't say that I'm my favorite. Mm, so second for favorite. someone else to say it is pretty nice. That's your mm-hmm. second favorite. <laughs> yeah <laughs> listening to your own show yeah yeah you you're my favorite you're my favorite podcast host. oh you're my favorite oh, oh stop anyway thanks chris <laughs> who you got next thank you chris uh who do i have paul paul Lankford. good day brides Great to have you back. Although no SPT episode is complete without Blazy trying to read the name of an emailer about three to four times, even after the first time it sounded fine. So for the rest of the email, I'd like to be known as Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah. Did I get close? Anten, anta, anti Takunpo. Mm-hmm. I like the end. Mm-hmm. Mpo. Mpo. Do you is that a basketball player? Do you know who that is? Nope. Or is this just like he I made think he's just making up. up a weird name, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, seriously, it was great to hear you again. I had a stiffy as soon as I saw your Instagram story <laughs> in anticipation. Sorry. Um, just in relation to Pearl Jam tours, it sounds like concerts are a thing in the USA. Back here in Australia, we seem hellbent hell bent on eradicating COVID which we have really kept a good lid on with all the lockdowns. But it means I can't see any tours anytime soon due to the 14-day hotel quarantining for returning travelers. So I'm guessing I won't be going to the U.S. to see them when they do finally announce a tour. Eddie was on... Eddie was one of our radio... Mm. Eddie 
was on one of our radio stations a couple months ago. He gave a bit of insight into possible tours and starting down under, but I'm not holding my breath. Great to have you back and looking forward to edging ever so closer to Rivercross. Cheers, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's just call him, uh, is it Giannis or Giannis? Can I call him, just call him Guy? I from th- now on? think, he, no, we have a Guy. I, this is oh, call him right. G. I think he's, G, I think it's Giannis though. No, I think you just call him Mpo. Uh, Mpo. Okay. No. That's a terrible idea. Okay. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We got Tom, Tom Van, De Her- Van Hermert. I never ha- know how to say that right. <laughs> Vandemert. Wait, can we just... <laughs> can we what? I don't know. Uh, you're on your phone. I'm on my laptop. Yeah. He sent a picture of himself. Yeah, I got that. It, it, it's just, it fills my entire, his face, his giant smiling face. I know, dude. Fills the entire <laughs> screen. I, it's so, awesome. I love it. In the SPT He's shirt. Got, yeah. And the thumbs up. That dude always has a smile on his face. Well, that's what always. I was. I was about to say that. Isn't it amazing how okay. sometimes, like, there's certain people that you can just see on their face that they're nice, happy, yeah. positive people. Yeah. Before yeah. you even talk to him, like he's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I opened up that email with him giving the thumbs up, and it's just like, oh man, I just felt like a little <laughs> jolt of happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. Uh, let's see. He says, Hey, Brad L and Brad B. I love it. Cause he put a actual B. You know what I like about that? When I was Emoticon. a kid, my mom had a little, like, I don't know what you call it. Like a little sign. And it said to be a friend, you have to be one. But the bees were little emoticon bees. <laughs> So, <laughs> so when I saw that, I thought of that. <laughs> oh, man, Brad. Uh, let's see. Tom says, so great to hear from you again. With Brad B's critical remarks on too many Toms on the track, uh, obviously referring to uh, Rivercross, uh, mm-hmm. I hope you can have one more Tom. Me. Anyway, Mr. Blazik, if you just don't love the song, that's fine. I still don't love in parentheses, dislike, glorified G. Uh, we'll never, oh, we'll just never love the song. It's so sympathetic to hear you love parts of it. I mean, I love that part in glorified G after 326. I don't know what happens there. Do you know? Oh, that's the <laughs> whole song, think, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's the a short song's over. 326, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. On a more technical level, Mr. Lyons, if someone would come into your studio and force his voice so much, like in forever, uh, or the word forever on 237, would you try to do something about that? It almost sounds like forever, so much false air. I'm curious about your take on that. Um, yeah, I don't ever try and change how any singer is singing that's not my job now if there's like um there's things that happen where a spe- to be honest with you especially down in the south where like an accent will hmm. affect your pitch and your tone so um 
like a southern accent sometimes will you you hold a note maybe out in a vowel but when you're listening to a singer sing uh, I'm trying to think of a good example um, like sometimes you don't want to sing an E as a hard E it's better to sing it maybe as an eh or or if you're going to hold out a note um, you know it takes this is really hard to describe on a podcast um, like if you watch someone's mouth when they speak right um, part of how that pitch is happening but also the phrasing and everything is the whole motion of the mouth opening closing obviously your your vocal cords um, where you s- kind of uh, change and sit on different vowel sounds um, so if you are going to sing an O then sometimes a person will hit that O too hard with an accent and you have to kind of like soften it up because it's keeping them from hitting a note too does that make any sense at all? Yeah, kind of. As as a non-singer, mm-hmm. yes, that that does make sense. Okay. It's real weird. You can just hear it. It's like, oh, you're pitchy on that word every time because of the way you're hitting that E. Right? That'll happen in the studio. And so you kind of mm-hmm. like figure out how to make it fit where they're, they're also going to hit the pitch. Whereas like a lot of times in old school country, right? Like the that was part of the deal. They weren't perfect singers all the time. Right? Like Willie Nelson, who I love, is not like a trained vocalist though, right? Mm-hmm. And he had a little bit of an accent in the way he sang, sings. Um, but it works because it's not like a pop song where pitch is super important. Mm-hmm. Does that make a little bit of sense yeah totally it's just the different styles and that's the only time i'll tell someone to maybe try something different and that's just to like retain the part that they have and get it to sound good like make sure the pitch is there relatively or whatever but as far as like i don't like the way you sing that word personally no i, w- I would never and not just whether it's eddie vetter or not like of course, I would never tell Eddie Vedder to do anything <laughs> like that in the studio, <laughs> just for obvious right. reasons. But that's the same thing with, you know, if I'm with a local artist here in Birmingham that's never made a record before. It's like my job isn't to to turn them into what I think they should be. It's they've hired me. They're bringing me a song and they want they have a vision for the song or the record. And I'm there to help them make their vision not mine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so you kind of learn how to float in and out of like okay this is an important time to maybe do some quote-unquote in the moment vocal coaching just because we keep having a problem right here on this verse or this line of this verse or i don't like the tone of this person's voice (laughs) you know that's just Mm -hmm. my opinion yeah right that's not what i'm there to do so I hope that wasn't too has long, it, have, long of an answer. Has it ever gotten heated with an artist? Of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm very passionate about, and presumably they're the one that wrote the song and is going to have to sing it and it be recorded, and that's the thing people hear every time. Um, right. Yeah, I kind of I kind of respect when a singer uh, is willing to 
go toe to toe and possibly argue because, you know, because it means something to them. Yeah. I'm willing to do that for sure. I don't know. But no, I wouldn't quote unquote tell Eddie to sing words differently because I didn't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope that. You'd be like, here, Eddie, listen to the song that I wrote. Try to sing it like this. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I mean, that's the thing is like, especially with someone like Eddie, like he's a good example. Him, uh, like Johnny Cash is like a great example of this where Johnny even said it himself. He's like, I'm not really a singer. I'm. He called himself, I heard him call himself a song stylist one time. So of course, <laughs> Johnny like Cash Johnny, did. Yeah, Johnny has written his own songs and all that shit. But he did a lot of doing other people's songs. And yeah. and he just, they were just songs that he fell in love with and wanted to do them his way. And I think Eddie is kind of like that too when he like covers other people's music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He definitely puts his own spin yeah, on his for sure. covers. It's always going to be that way. Which is cool. You want You don't want it to sound exactly the same. Yeah, because then what are we what are we doing? I, I can listen to the original exactly. if I want to hear the same version of it. Yeah, I feel the same exact way. <clears throat> um, anyway, getting back to Tom's email, uh, he says, "But hey, it's Eddie fucking Vetter. Of course, you would never say anything about it." Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm myself am such a Eddie romantic. It doesn't bother me. It's not that I don't hear it. As Eddie uh, has said in an interview, I'm not one to give advice. I'm better in taking advice. Would you ever consider uh, saying this to Ed if you were, say, Josh Evans? I might be alone on this. Uh, he says, anyway, gentlemen, take care. Also, all of your personal things going on, etc. Life happens. I think about you guys a lot. I do. Until next time, Tom Van Hamerd. He even did the phonetical at the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. Vaughn. You oh, it is Van. Vaughn. It is Vaughn. You're right. Mm-hmm. God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> You're worse than me. I know, dude. What's going on? How does that, how does that feel? <laughs> Not good. Oh, dude, yesterday at work, I'm with this dude all day. About 1 o'clock, he's like, hey, man, do you know your shirt's on backwards? <laughs> there we go. Not backwards. I fucked it up. Inside out. It was inside out. I don't know what's worse, inside hey, hey, out or backwards. <laughs> Especially because you wear, like, you know, shirts with shit on them. Well, at work, I don't. Oh, so that's right. why I didn't, that's I why I didn't notice. Were, were your um, deodorant stains on the outside? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, were they? No, oh, okay. no, I wear I wear clear, clear gel. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, uh, who's next? <laughs> uh, who is next? Um, you got Joseph, my buddy Joe Kilman. Yeah. Uh, he says I did it. Hello, Brad Blazek and Brad Lyons. This is a long time coming. I'm very excited to finally let myself email you guys. I've been listening to the show since January of 2020, where I started at the beginning and have finally caught up. I listen to every episode. Every brilliant word you two have said has went into my ears. Uh, we are pretty brilliant when you think about it, right? <laughs> when you think about it, yeah. 
What do you think about it? Yeah. I must admit, I'm much more bummed to be caught up than I anticipated. For nearly two years, I always had new content to help me get through the workday or to keep me entertained as I was doing dishes at home. So please keep the content coming for my sanity. Now, I got to say, um, Chris, was it Chris Cox? He listened. He took him three months to go through. Yeah. Joe, it took almost a year and a half. Maybe What's Joe that? Maybe Joe doesn't have the type of job where he gets to listen to things while he's driving a car That's all day. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. I take it back. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll give you a bit. I'll give you a bit of a story about me. I'm a 39 year old dude from Mid Michigan who loves music, but I'm relatively new to Pearl Jam. Of course, I know the singles, and I've always thought Better Man was an outstanding song compared to some of the other stuff that you heard on the radio. But I never hit the obsessed line with them. Just a bunch of songs that I liked a lot. My wife and I used Just Breathe as a wedding song, as did my older sister, and I played it at my younger sister's wedding. So it holds a special place. But again, I never loved them. In January 2020, I went to my sister's house, who lives in Nashville, and she had just gotten a record player, and she had some Pearl Jam vinyl. She put on the newly released Unplugged, and I really enjoyed it, and I knew most of the songs. After that, I put on the soundtrack to Let's Play 2 in the car as I was driving around town, because I always heard Pearl Jam was a great live band. I was quite enjoying it. Then I hear Eddie say something about a song that is going out to a guy who is going through some stuff with his dad dying, and we are going to dedicate the next song to him. Then release. Now I get it. Holy shit. When I get back to my sister's place, I told her about this, and she got excited. Let me tell you about this podcast I like. I think you'll appreciate it as well. Sometimes I skip over the email segment, but I really like listening to this show. I get back to Michigan and subscribe to it. Time to now let the Brads guide me through Pearl Jam like my Eddie Vedder Sherpas. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> uh, I don't want to blab too much about my boring story, but I felt that I have a different perspective than a lot of fans that email in. I'm the guy who didn't know Pearl Jam until he was older and is now learning with you guys, leading me along the way. I can do all my top tens and such, but Tremor Christ and Not For You and Release are my favorite songs by them but I could have easily have said 35 different songs in that space and I would have been okay with it. Also want to personally thank Brad Blazek, partially due to SPT and Metal Up Your Podcast. I just started, I decided to start my own podcast and I have a podcast now called the Here 30 Podcast. We're three middle-aged dudes from Michigan review classic albums that we have never heard before, but should have. Um... Each week we have a randomizer pick an album we haven't heard before. We listen to it and review. We definitely got our loose feel from SPT. As I was coming up with the idea, I messaged Blazy and he helped brainstorm and come up with ways to help to make the show interesting. So 25 episodes into the journey, I'm having a blast. Thanks, Brad, and thanks for you guys for all the good listening time. And I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Joe Kilman from Michigan. Another um, lovely fan that has written uh, their last name out phonetically because right. <laughs> because yes. we are, are so obviously bad at pronouncing names that our <laughs> listen, know. the people that listen are just trying to help us out every time. Right. Well, the best thing is I have been talking to Joe probably, I don't know, for a year mm -hmm. at least, like on 
on social media. And we actually met up, I don't know, a month or two ago. And this is the first time I've realized that's how you say his last name. <laughs> so, oh, really? I think, thank you, Joe. Were you yeah. saying Kyleman? In my head, yeah. 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 Well, thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it, dude. Um, Plus, kill, kill dash men is, is metal. That's pretty great. It's pretty great. Kill, pronounced kill men. Hell yeah. Uh, we got one more email. We know this name. It's Mr. Chris Thomas. Mm-hmm. He says, hi, Brad and Brad. I cannot truly express how glad I am to have you guys dropping episodes again. I've been on quite a hiatus with the guys and especially Gigaton. Back when you guys first went over the track listing of Gigaton, I remember Brad B. expressing his displeasure with Rivercross. It then hit ahead again when you hit when you did the uh, crossover episode with Jesse and Kate on the porch to where Brad L. looked literally dumbfounded <laughs> as Brad B. was describing his reasons for not liking the song. This is the first time I think Brad B. has prob- probably taken ample time to explain what he does not like about the song, but also aspects of the song that he does appreciate with the lyrics and the last couple of minutes where Ed uh, sings, Share the Light Won't Hold Us Down. I still get a Radiohead motion picture soundtrack feel with the pump organ at the beginning of the song. But I did not think about the Springsteen light inflection in Ed's voice. I, oh God, I can't read. I feel like this is one of their stronger closers on any of their records, which is saying a lot because they are really fucking good on wrapping up their albums with an excellent track. I hope Brad B. enjoyed taking the red pill and seeing how far the rabbit hole went with Crazy Town. And I look forward to hearing you guys more frequently again. Forced to endure what I could not forgive, Chris. Hell yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, always good to hear from Chris. Yeah, of course. And, you know, like he's talking about, he's talking about album closers, which is the mm-hmm. whole subject today. Seriously. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to dig back in with River Cross at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, probably pretty soon here. Yep. I think just in a few minutes. So thanks, Chris. That was kind of a nice little segue into uh, yeah. what we're talking about today. Did you like how I, I kind of... Yeah, constructed the email order there? Yes. I'm proud of you, you, man. Thank you I for completing it. my sentence. Yeah, sure. That's... I'm thought, used to it. Because I can't... I can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Either in the moment or through editing. Yeah. Does this like squeaky chair drive you crazy? A little bit. That's all right though. Because uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I love this chair. We got we got like a two hundred dollar office chair for like eight bucks at some thrift shop down the street. Well, it's it's just like Mr. Kilman said in his email, Brad. That, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, he and you left this part out. He said uh, we definitely got our loose. Uh, you. This is what you read. We definitely got our loose feel from SBT, but what was also right. there in parentheses was and professional. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought that was interesting, and it reminds me of this now because you're the loose and I'm the professional. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we both could probably go to a little too far in each each of those directions. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I was a little less worried about being professional than I am. Uh, I wish you were a little tighter than you were, but there's something about it. We just kind of it works. Bring each other back in a little bit, right? Yeah. 
We're like peanut butter and chocolate. Wow. <laughs> I love that combo. That's like my favorite. I love that. Crunchy or creamy? Uh, I like both. Of I course probably you go do. With crunchy. I probably go with crunchy more. Uh, yeah, I'm an extra crunchy dude. Ooh, yeah. I want like a, a jar of peanut butter and peanuts. How do you feel about goober grape? I, I, I don't know what that is. What? Goober grape? Yeah. That's that's peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Oh well that's why I know I don't know about that. That's that's an abomination. That's what what are you <laughs> talking about? What are we talking about right now, Brad? Oh man. They they're like I swirled, mean, right? It's like stripes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks I mean, like I, a like almost like a peppermint, except for man. it's peanut butter and jelly. Right? Yeah, but it's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. That's I mean, trash. That's what wh- you said. That's trash. Why? I mean, wh- that means I'm trash. I mean, I'm sorry. You can't Some just of us you can't just have, have a jar of each flour and goober grape. You can't just like that's just lazy. You can't just get a jar of each. You got to cram it all. It's like those KFC bowls back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they just threw everything in a bowl. Yeah. What? Uh, who had a bit about that? Um Oh my! Oh, Patton Oswalt had a bit about that. That was so mm. fucking funny. He yeah. called him a failure pile and a sadness bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he just basically just like you've given up if you if you've been to a KFC and been like, what do you have? And they're like, oh well, we've got chicken, we've got fried chicken, we've got chicken tenders, um, we've got mashed potatoes and gravy, we've got corn. Um, you can have you know goes and like, yeah, just put them all in a bowl. Just put all that in a bowl and give it to me. Oh, it's so good. It's so true, though. Uh, should we maybe get into the episode now? I want to hear people's thoughts on Goober Grape. Okay. Yay we'll get them. We'll get them. I hope we do. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the emails, everybody. If you want to email the show, it is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Uh, if you listen to the show often and you have the ability to... Please consider um, contributing through Patreon. Uh, it helps with the cost and the time that it takes to put these shows together. Um, obviously, we really appreciate the the people that already do. And uh, if you want to get some more information about that and how you can support the show, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash single podcast theory. And now it is time for episode 161. Album closers ranked. It sounds like you're taking medication in there right now. <laughs> She's trying to be so quiet. She keeps she keeps like who whipping her head around. It's my wife. Oh, oh, okay, okay. New house, new studio. Yeah, in the middle of the house. New vibe. So, even new vibe. Yeah, new vibes. Right. Oh, I'm vibing, dude. I finally put up Lucy's, what you call these, drawings of the guys. And oh, it's, yeah. It, it's next to my on-air, like, LED light. It's blue. It looks fucking... Oh, that's awesome. It's so chill in here now. Yeah, I've got my Lucy paintings um, in one of the uh, entrances to the studio. Up, up on the... 
up on the wall. Yeah, I saw him in that in one of those uh, Instagram videos that you put up. I'm like, oh, there they are. Yeah, man. There's the fucking awesome SBT. The sh- shit people have sent us. I mean, yeah. Uh, Danny B, his yeah. little the the uh, gnome. What did he call it? Fuck. I don't remember. Yeah, that's in my main studio too. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about these album closers, bud. Let's yes, let's do it. This is going to be real this interesting. Be an interesting. Yeah, yes. I, I th- think so. I thought like oh, this will be easy. Not I mean relatively easy. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It really yeah. wasn't. But the made first it happen. two or three for me were kind of easy. Yeah. But then in the last one obviously but then it got like okay this is crazy i think i feel good about mine though and i definitely went from the perspective of i wasn't i was really judging them as not as a musician you know what i mean not from that Mm -hmm. standpoint um but just really like what just as album closers because Album openers mm-hmm. and closers for Pearl Jam are such a thing, you know? And yeah. And some of it is just like, it's just purely my experience with certain songs that kind of made where where they sat in the ranking, right? Like, yeah. Um, there's songs on here, for example, my, my least favorite album closer is a song that I really like, mm-hmm. but it's last. On this list. Well, that that goes back to something we've been saying for how long we've been doing this? Three years? Yeah. I, I All but one of these songs. I like every one of these songs. So that made it really hard to rank sure. like, some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I can't choose. Like, this song is better than another song, you know? For sure. I did it more of like a playlist of songs. If I had to rank these 10 songs, how would I rank them? Oh, interesting. So we did it differently then. Yeah. Which, you know what? <laughs> now that I'm saying that, I think we did the exact same thing with the openers. Oh, really? Yeah. I think we had this exact same conversation about how we did it. That's funny. Okay. Well, we'll you know, coming at it from two different perspectives. Um, so should, should we just go ahead and get into it? Sure. All right. So... Uh, Starting with, there's one through eleven. We're gonna mm-hmm. s- start with our least favorite. Why don't you go first? <laughs> I mean, to no one's surprise, the my least favorite closing song is "River Cross." <sighs> Just jumping straight back into it. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. Continue on. Last no week's surprise conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured that would be your last song. Um, well, you want to try and get, since we haven't, this is our first one to talk about, you want to try and guess let me mine? Guess. <sighs> hmm. I'll give you three guesses. I mean, I'd go with, I don't know, Future Days? No. Hmm. Around the Bend? Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Mm. I'm wishing you for well. 
But really? I think it's a good song. Yeah. From my favorite record. And it's last on the album closers list. Yeah. It just Man. it didn't do it for me as an album closer. Again, I like the song. When I'm shuffling some Pearl Jam and Around the Bend comes on, I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I started looking at it as an album closer compared to the other ten, it just I just had to admit. I even kind of fought myself on it for a little bit. And I was like, no, nah, dude, out of this, this is number 11. I, get, I mean, I can see because it's kind of got a different vibe than most of the rest of the closers. Yeah. It's it's way more upbeat and like happy, you know. Sure. So a lot of these are super like down and dramatic. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say it's because it's super chill. It's not dynamic. It never mm-hmm. like gets big or too small. Right. They're just kind of like plodding along, along on this kind of like Neil Youngy acoustic song um, that is, yeah, I guess it feels kind of light and whimsical in a way maybe mm-hmm. um kind of kind of pearl jam doing this kind of like 70s country or something maybe i don't know yeah um and again i love the song but it just didn't it didn't fit as a as a closer for me so hmm. interesting all right let's go to number 10 uh my number 10 is future days I believe And I believe Cause I can see My future days Days of you and me Oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's mine too. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if it was. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great song. I think one of the things that put it down toward the end for me is that this sounds so shitty and stupid but I'd like it better if it was just Eddie doing that song I feel like without the like organ kind of without the band I don't know I don't know yeah maybe that's because that song had been around for a little bit before you know what I'm saying it was kind of an Eddie song already but uh, yeah that's my number 10 well, me too. And it's just, yeah, I just, we talked about it on the Lightning Bolt episode. That's That back half of Lightning Bolt just almost does nothing for me. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, all right. So, what's your number nine? My number nine. I wonder if you'll be mad at me for this. Okay. <laughs> all or none. bit a little bit <laughs> no not really i mean i i that is yeah. kind of shocking to me that it's like that far down but i mean i get it well this is this is where we start getting into the oh man i really like that song but oh i like this song maybe a little more but right. what about this song? well i can't put that song above this you know future days and river cross are kind of like 
yeah, I, I know those are going to be at the bottom, but right. all or none and the rest kind of start getting, this is where it started getting hard for me. Yeah, the middle bit's really hard. Um, hmm. So even though you've got the the old school mic guitar solo at the end, and like still, it's going to be number nine. It's going to be that far down. Because it seems to like yeah. tick a lot of bo- Brad B boxes. Mm. Well, it's kind of a slow burn. Yeah. And that, you know. A lot of their openers and closes are, are slow burns. Yeah, you're right. Look, I, I do like the song. Okay, just, that's fair. I get just... it. I, I get it. It's one of those, it might be number nine on this list, but I love the song. It's just a hard list. Right. Yeah. All right. But I just had to, uh, these other songs just kept slipping just a little bit above it. Gotcha. All right. Well, my number nine is Inside Job. song mm-hmm. fucking great like if i had written that song holy shit i'd be like <laughs> playing it for everybody you know what i mean yeah yeah um yep. but it just never quite i don't know man again this is like uh it's a victim of being on a list of great songs so and i'll just tell you my number eight is inside job so okay i'm just kind of go into and we'll just stay on inside job I, this one kind of i kind of did take into consideration um as a closing track and i don't think this is one that doesn't go with the pearl jam closing tracks being like kind of downer and dramatic mm-hmm. you know yeah it is but it's musically it's not as like Dirgy, I guess, as some of these other ones. Sure. Does yeah. that make sense, what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, and it's a Mike song. Um, mm-hmm. Some, you know, a few of these songs, I should have looked them all up, but a few of these songs were, like, co-written by the band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, obviously, but, you know, you got songs like Release. That was kind of a... A jam that turned into a really important Pearl Jam song, obviously. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on that. So that's your number eight. So mm-hmm. my number eight is The End. Mm-hmm. And I really mm-hmm. like that song. <laughs> that one hurts. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, that I, this, hurts me. So for me, like <laughs> 9, 10, and 11 were actually pretty easy for me to put there. Mm-hmm. Now this is the part of my list where it started getting real hard. <laughs> Yeah. Um I don't know, it's simple. Ouch. It just I don't know, for me it works. Um at the end of backspacer. So, totally. 
but yeah. there's just other songs that I liked a lot more or have personal okay or more right. nostalgic maybe in some ways but right uh so my well, number I'll give you my thoughts what? on the end when we get when we get there okay cool on, on yours my, on mine yeah awesome all right well so my number 7 moving right along is river cross Is that too high better, up for better you? Better than the, better than the, yeah. Well, yes, very high up, but above the end. <sighs> yeah, I think that given time, uh, th- this this has the opportunity. Like, this could be a song that three years from now, if we were to do this experiment again, it could be higher on the list. Jump up for you, wow. Um, I think right now, I don't see that just, happening for me. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's my number seven. Interesting. So what's your, let's move to number six. What's your number six? So my number seven is around the bend. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. You didn't say seven around the bend. Okay. So that's pretty, I mean, that's up in the middle. It's like mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack. Right. It still blows and my I mind. C- I wrote a note on here. So around the bend is my seven and inside job is eight. I kind of, uh, I kind of had them like tied yeah. like those two when I got to this point in the list my list I was like I, I could go either way with those two because I do like I like that inside job is um, more of like what you said more of like a band rock song and right around the but around the bend is more of like a slow jammy kind of chill closer right so that's why i put that one up top man present tense would have been a great album closer Mm, yeah don't you think yeah yeah um totally all right so that was our number sevens correct yes okay so number six for you is what Mm -hmm. uh all those yesterdays okay all right (laughs) <laughs> it's a strong song, man. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my number six is Parting Ways. She knows the future's burning, but she can smile just the same. I'm actually, now that I'm looking through what we've said, man, our lists are kind of different, aren't they? <laughs> yes. They're way more different than yeah. I thought they were going to be. Yeah. But I'll tell you, my number five is Parting Ways. So, Yeah, we are just like of, one-offs on some of these. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're kind of like leapfrogging each other. Parting Ways for me is like, I don't know, I love that kind of sitar 
yeah thing going on with that melody yeah that melody's just so good yeah like that's an example of Eddie or somebody writing a great melody I'm pretty sure that's it yeah and I just like I wrote down the the bigness which I don't know if that makes sense yeah it's just like um it's I guess there's like a note that plays like throughout the song. Kind of a drone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. There's there's like um like a weird um it just feels like spacey to me. Well it's got cello and it's got like it's a lot of like yeah. kind of like cymbal work and toms mm-hmm. you know, through most of the song. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know I don't know. Same thing as Rivercross, but you seem to really bitch about it in Rivercross. Uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there real quick. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. You're welcome. You're welcome. <clears throat> um, <laughs> all right. So maybe we should wait and we'll talk to talk about all those yesterdays when it's mine or whatever. But because mine is obviously okay. a little bit higher than yours. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's go for number five. I'll say my number five, which is All or None. Yeah. Mm. All or None, number five. Again, I just... It's so simple, and it's fucking vibey, and it's got the guitar at the end. It's just like... I don't know, in a way... It feels, I mean, the song doesn't sound the same at all or anything, but it feels like it maybe came together in that release kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, just starting with a couple yeah. chords, simple chords, simple lyrics, and it all just really works for me as a as an album closer. See, and again, before I say this, I, I love the song. Yeah. But it's so low, much lower on my chart, my track what do you uh, my ranking yeah <laughs> because it sounds like they were trying to recreate some of their earlier albums track closers which is not a bad thing okay but because it's like we've heard we've heard those kind of songs before and those songs are way up on my list right that's why i kind of put it lower Okay. One of the reasons. Okay. Love it, though. Great song. Sing along to it every time. Hell yeah. It's one of the shining moments in Riot Act. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay, man. So let's get into... Uh, now we're getting into... We're into the top five mm-hmm. now. So... Top, yeah. Let's go with your number four. What you got? My number four is the end. me so I just want to hold on and know I'm worth your love And no, I don't think there's such a thing Oh, wow. Okay. I right. love it. And my number... And this f- is what I... S- <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> what? Tell you what I s- Let me tell you what I said about the end. <laughs> Ed, is this your note? Yes, this is my note. Ed plus a guitar. Forget Rivercross. Because 
<laughs> yeah. This this song, which I never put this together until I started doing this list. Like this is what Rivercross wants to be. Is the and end fails miserably. Yes. The end kind of reminds me of Rivercross. Hmm. But like this is like the A version and Rivercross is the Z version. Wow. Okay. Of this type of song. Okay. All right. Here, what you and people that email us and tell us they feel about Rivercross, that's kind of how I feel about the end. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling. I get that feeling that you guys are all talking about. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like the comparison of the two songs is kind of, I'm trying to get that, but... But I understand uh, what I you're saying. I'm not saying they. I'm not saying they sound the same. I know they don't yeah. sound similar. Sure, but it's like Eddie's going for this type of like vibe and feeling. Okay, and that's what I get from the end. All right. So, do you want to place a wager that our number one is the same? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have. Yeah, I have a feeling. Um, what but else? what's your number four? My number four is all those yesterdays. Don't you think you ought to rest? Don't you think you ought to lay your head down? Don't you think you want to sleep? Don't you think you ought to lay your head down tonight? I just feel like... I don't know. It's one of those songs that every time it comes on, it's you get that feeling of like, man, I fucking forgot how much I like this song. This is a <laughs> yeah. fucking cool yeah. ass song, man. Yeah. It just it, lyrically, it reminds me of my dad hmm. because I think when that album came out, he was going through some some stuff, some rehab type stuff. Gotcha. And that on top of like the kind of Beatles yesterday kind yeah. of thing. Sure. So. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, it's like that. It's the, you know, I guess this is the musician part of me, but just that riff being just like one chord going major to minor, you know, that just mm-hmm. sitting on that. And then when Jack's drums come in, mm, those sloppy dude. kind of, you know, Ringo esque yes. kind of yes. vibe going on, um, and then the the, the out vocals. <laughs> yeah, what about those? Is it horns? Yeah, it's like a. Yep. I don't know what that instrument is, but it sounds like I think they're trombone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so quirky it's so and weird. weird. It's a weird fucking song. Yeah, dude, I love it. I mean, that was one of the reasons mm. why I love Yield so much. Is that uh, yeah that that was the album closer really works for me so um all right so we're already getting to the top three now <laughs> yes okay so let's do your number th- <laughs> top three is okay it's probably the same <laughs> probably what's your number three immortality can i stop the thought
me too. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, I don't, you know, it's so funny. It's like our job to talk about it. But the other thing about the top three here is like, I don't know what else to say about these songs that yeah. I probably haven't said a thousand times um, right. on this show. But I mean, immortality is just like a high point just as a song for me. Mm-hmm. Like, forget even album closers, which I do think it works as the last song, quote unquote, on Vitology. But um, it's just, it's both. It's a badass album closer, and I feel like it goes toe to toe with their catalog. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, I don't know that you're going to do a lot of arguing all or none in the context of their entire catalog. I'm not saying it won't be. I'm not saying it'll be at the bottom of the heap. I just mean, or maybe we should use a different song, but I think you get what I'm saying, right? Like, Immortality Mm -hmm. is just a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, uh, this is kind of what I was saying is, like, they were definitely going for a vibe, a feel on those first few albums with their closing song. Sure. And that's what I feel like when they got to riot act they had kind of gotten away a little bit Mm -hmm. and all or none was kind of trying to be a return to that which is great it's a all or none's a great song right but i just put it down more because we had already heard those kind of songs sure man okay well but this this one yeah this one was the motherfucker (laughs) i mean that (laughs) it's that guitar solo Mm. I mean, he's just so like it's so Hendrix, Stevie Ray, um, mm. all the licks he's doing, but it just, but I, it doesn't make me criticize it, right? It's like, oh fuck, this is it's so loose in such a great way. It's such an obvious live recording, like live in the studio recording, right? Not some like yeah. we did drums first, and then we did it like. It, it was that old school way they did things all in the same room. You can hear like room bleed and different mics during points in the song. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just the power of that band is them in a room together or mm-hmm. on, a, on a stage together. You know what I mean? And that's like, you open those vinyl up and you see that picture of them like in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's what I see them playing this song. Yeah. You for know? sure. And then Eddie's, I mean, we've said all this before, like you said, but like Eddie's lyrics, <clears throat> what he was going through at the time, all this, the like, maybe it's about Kurt Cobain, maybe it's not, even if it's not, it's it's about Eddie, what he's going through at that time. And all of that stuff was thrown into these lyrics. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, all right, let's do number two. Uh, mm-hmm. So my number two is Indifference. I will hold the candle till it burns up my arm. Oh, I'll keep taking punches till their will grows tired. Oh, I won't stare the sun down 
Okay, of course cool. it is. Yeah, we both. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and then our number ones. We'll just we'll just keep talking. But obviously, yeah. our number We're, one. Yeah. 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 Is release for both of us. Yeah. Um, indifference and immortality were again kind of tied. Mm-hmm. But man, that baseline when that baseline comes in and indifference. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. Like oh that that just like I'm instantly like transported into like again the studio and it's dark and there's some candles burning and Eddie's just like not mumbling but just like real singing real low and like oh mm-hmm. that bass line that bass is what does that to me and so I'm like yeah I'm gonna that bumped it up for me from immortality for sure man it's like i don't know i think that song like taught me a lesson i feel like when i was a young young man learning guitar and trying to figure out like what that voice is for me or whatever and this is another great example of why they are such a, a badass guitar duo mike and stone which is like that song is any lead part is stone and it's just a simple melody. And I'm so glad that it was that melody and not just like a, a kind of a jam in a key. Like he had this like interlude part, this turnaround part that always came and I always loved it. It never felt boring, but it's like four notes you know but it's so it's it's like to me that helped like you're talking about the kind of creepiness and the slinkiness of the bass Mm -hmm. right it's like he he was living in the same world as a as a guitar player he found like the right notes to play for the song and not just kind of noodling around you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, and and Mike is the guy that taught me how to like, or helped teach me how to say fuck it and just play. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not always right. like the time and place for that. And and with those two guitar players, you've got a guitar player for every instance that you could come up against. You know what I mean? You've got you've got this guy that's like a writer in stone. And he's like, his guitar playing is almost more like drumming in some way. It's like about groove and his parts are so weird and cool. But then if you need someone to like really like knock your balls off with a five minute guitar solo, (laughs) it's going to be Mike. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like one of the masters of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, And it's so weird that indifference 
was the thing I remember teaching me that. It was hearing Stone play that simple part on those turnarounds. It was like, okay, okay. I think I get what's going on. And it's so weird that it's so vivid to me too because Versus when I was... So Versus came out... Shit, did that come out in 92 or 93? 93. 93. 93. I was... Oh my God, dude. I was 15 years old. (laughs) Holy shit. That's so crazy. Yeah. Does not feel like that long ago. Um, okay, so that's my guitar player rant uh, for this episode. So <laughs> let's get on to number one release. I mean, of course. my notes yeah of course i do you can't fuck with this song (laughs) can't fuck with it man don't fuck with it can't fuck with it yeah exactly i challenge anyone to put one of these (laughs) lists together and not have releases number one and of course Mm -hmm. some contrarians Mm. gonna send us a fucking list where it's like right you know number six yeah and i don't really hate you but God, that would be annoying. You know? If someone did that, it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. How is release not going to be number one on album closers? Right. Yeah. But then again, Go man, ahead. I was, we were Fuck there around. for it. We were there for it, though. That does make a difference. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, you can't fuck with this song if you're a Pearl Jam fan. I just feel like uh, it's the one time I'm willing to break down my... Uh, oh, everyone's opinion, opinion is valid, and da 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 da. Nah, man. <laughs> release, re- release is fucking <laughs> number one. <laughs> Done. End of story. Write all yeah, the I emails mean, I, you I, want. It just is. <laughs> I mean, and then like I just remember too, like loving that song on the record, and then getting my first boots, where they would like, like open up with that song or close it right. it was just yeah. like fucking chills even from a shitty bootleg you know yeah i've always Woo. said that dynamic of in those early days everyone was so like pumped up you got songs like even flow and why go and go and animal and rearview mirror and like you've been waiting months since you got your tickets and you've been waiting you know, in the crowd, and everyone is amped the fuck up. And then they come out with no lights on, playing release. And it's like the insanity of this slow burn 
of this slow, intense song. Yeah. And then they go into, you know, Animal or Why Go. Yeah. And th- it's just the, I don't know if that was by design, you know, if they knew, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that feels like that, but I just, because every other show I've been to, of other bands is like we are gonna come out and kick their fucking ass right and play the the loudest heaviest fucking song we can think of like Wrigley and Night Pearl Jam too. comes out yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly but Pearl Jam comes out and plays release right or Oceans or right yeah. right dude I was just thinking while you're talking about that like remember <laughs> um remember since we're old enough to have been like teenagers when all this shit was happening, which obviously is such a like informative time in any person's life. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like, remember I go back to old boots sometimes, you know, like 93, 92, even 94. And it's like, man, you had no idea. Like most bands are lucky to get a couple good, really good albums out. Mm-hmm. But think about how I like, I was so in love with this band with only like 15 songs that I could listen to. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And like a set list could only be at one time could only be like songs from 10, um, and a couple covers that they did and a couple B sides that had gotten put out or whatever. Right. Like still dealing with 15 to 20 songs total. And now it's just like, to think about all these years later that they were able to keep it going and they could play three hour sets. They're Mm -hmm. not too old for it. And the catalog hasn't suffered. And that's why it's so Mm -hmm. amazing. Cause you don't fucking know what you're going to get every show. Right. There's so many songs to choose from. And I think sometimes like people take for granted that there's bands like Pearl Jam that can pull off that kind of a feat. It's it's crazy. Yeah. You've had you, with all the luck that's involved, you have to have worked so hard and stuck to your guns so well to still exist as a band that creates music that I'm interested in. <clears throat> or that anyone's interested in. And they fucking mm-hmm. sell out huge shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's because of songs like release, release I think. Yeah, yeah, they have that reach. <coughs> Sorry, I just swallowed <coughs> something wrong. <laughs> oh God! <coughs> oh, let me take a sip of water here. Or maybe it's because we've been talking for like three fucking hours. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, well, releases the shit. We both know, mm-hmm. it. and uh, that was actually really fun. It was kind of, uh, I was, like I said, I knew, I kind of thought that our top couple would be the same. I just, I thought so too. (coughs) Those, those, those first three albums closers are so strong. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way you and I were not going to put, like we said, release as number one. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was just so easy. It was like, I even had a hard time picking my la- like because that's how I start these these things is like all right what's my number one it's usually pretty easy all right what's my least favorite mm-hmm. that was yeah. not easy 
Yeah, that was that was a breeze for me. Yeah, well, for you it was yeah. two two through ten. <laughs> yeah, because there's no song on this list that I hate like the way that you love or the way that you hate River Cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, hate's a strong word. That's fair. Dislike, but yeah, but I do. I I I like I like or love the other ten songs. Sure, you're just not a trio, Brad. I guess not. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Do you want to? You don't want to rank the hidden tracks? Fuck no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, there's what three, three or four. <coughs> oh boy. God oh boy. damn. We can we can get out of here. I'm losing my voice. I guess so. I hope you don't have any singing gigs coming up. Nope. No one wants to hear me sing, dude. What are you talking about? I do. I was listening to your album the other day. Oh, God. <clears throat> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even though it makes me want to die. Let's get oh, out of here. come on. All right. Uh, until next week, I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying, it's no crime to escape. There's still time to escape. Peace. I can't do the horn part. Oh, we're all worse off for that. <laughs> what?
Let's see what Blazy's doing. Hmm. What is that? Oh, man. Listening to the fucking news. The news. Air quotes. Let's set up a platform for ambitious <sighs> ego-driven uninformed people to give us their paid-for opinions in two-minute segments. 120 seconds. I don't know why that makes me so angry. Hello? What was that bullshit you were listening to? (laughs) Oh, some fucking psycho talking about Mark Hamill and politics. I, I... I mean, it's, it's funny. I, you didn't know I was on, and I was, I was like, "What? All right, what's what's Blazy listen to?" And then I like, un like unknowingly just went off on a fifteen second little monologue yeah. about how yeah. whatever is being listened to right now is why the world's in fucking shambles. Totally, because I just heard someone go, "He is a terrible human being," right? right. And I'm just like, "Okay, well, okay." I just I used to be like that. Now I just laugh at it. It's entertaining. And who were they talking about? Who was the worst human being? Mark Hamill. Oh, of course. Because he made fun of he made fun of Trump. Trump put out the he wants like his supporters to order these Trump cards. It's like a business card looking thing. But he spelled official wrong, and Mark Hamill, like, made fun of that. So he's the worst person ever and a hypocrite. I mean, (laughs) can everyone just chill out? All right, you know, quote-unquote liberals got to make fun of Trump or get to. Now the other people get to make fun of Biden. Right. But the thing is, is I make fun of him too. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. You see him falling up? No, I don't watch Walking. anything anymore, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't. It's like he was walking up the steps to Air Force One and he like tripped and then he like composed himself and then tripped on the very next step. <laughs> it's funny. I think you that's know, the, I mean, it's, I think that's the thing is like there's just, you know, I wish like this was on air right now and it wouldn't be considered us talking about politics because that's not how it yeah. feels to me. It's, it's taking something that drastically affects hundreds of millions of people's lives. Yeah. And it's all bullshit. Yes. It's all yeah. bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not like, you want to make fun of Democrats? I'll do it all day fucking long. You want to make fun of Republicans? Obviously. Easy. Yeah. 
But who well, fucking on the, cares? On the list of terrible garbage human beings, Mark Hamill making fun of Trump right. because he can't spell right. is way down on that list. I mean, that's what's even worse about it. Is like I was like, at least let this person be talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Or right. you know someone who who can be classified as a trash person. Yes, yeah, but yeah. no, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, it's Luke fucking Skywalker. Yeah, it's just the algorithm got me. Mm. Mm-mm. It's just it's talking about stupidity. It's not stupidity, is it? What is it? What is it that makes me so angry about ignorance, all of it? Willful, willful ignorance. In the true definition of the word ignorant, yeah. I, okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, and it's just it's doesn't a know. It just a doesn't know better. Clickbait. Well, it's a yeah. version of clickbait because it, I saw this. And it says Mark Hamill is insane. Like that's the oh, and you clicked on it. The and I'm like, Mark Hamill, what did he do? That's the and he that's, made fun of Trump for misspelling a word. Now he's a garbage human being, and I'm done with him. Yeah. I still like Star Wars, but I'm done with him. Like right, what? Right, right. <laughs> that's all it takes. I'm watching Empire tonight, but fuck Mark Hamill. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want the Hamill edit. I want the Luke Skywalker edit where we cut him out. Oh, man. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Oh, well, not much. Um, How have you been? How's Aiden? He's good, man. I mean, you know, did, I was yeah. out of town for like 10 days and then yeah. got my uh, ass beat with coming back into to work and... Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So I didn't get to see him till Thursday. So we went like literally like two weeks without seeing each other. It fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. But school starting back on Thursday. And uh, as much as it'll be nice to have some sort of like a a schedule back again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Even though that schedule includes me getting up way earlier in the morning, but or just a couple days a week, but um, I don't know. He's going. He, I mean, he's doing good though. Like he's like the music thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's really taken to bass. Sweet. I think he got his electric guitar, and. And he's into it, you know what I mean? He's, I mean, he still yeah. plays or whatever, but something happened to his face at one point where we were talking about bass, and I was like, oh my God, he wants to play bass. That's cool. It's so crazy. So he's like, uh, learning tool songs, and... Uh, really? Yeah, he, went, he came in asking me about Zeppelin, on Thursday mm. and was like I was listening to the song and he's like it's so crazy it just <laughs> stops and then there's a guitar solo and I was like 
that's yeah. 70s, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like, that doesn't have, no one does that anymore. There's no, like, there's yeah. no Jimmy Pages anymore in, in like radio music anyway. I don't mean right. that there's not long music with long solos, but like, that was the thing everyone was talking about back then. And, and so we listened to Heartbreaker on the way to the studio. And, uh, I was like, you mean that part where it just like, and then, you know, all that lead shit. Yeah. He's like, yes. Yeah. He's like, that's so crazy. But he wanted to learn the riff. The So I taught him it. And it's crazy, dude. It's like before he leaves, like he's kind of got it. And then every time wow. I know, I've told you this before, every time like that night, usually or maybe the next morning I will get a text me uh, message video of him like, okay, here it is. You know, like I've, I feel like I've got it now. Like, yeah. You know? And a lot of times it's good. Yeah. It's like he That's just awesome. he just keeps his bass tuned to drop D because he's all like everything he wants to learn is in drop D. So, because like every tool song is in D, it seems like. Um mm -hmm. And so he just he'll like have the bass guitar on and just walk around playing gang 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 uh, we were listening to, he had this playlist, and there was a, a Childish Gambino song he was asking me about off of the uh, Because of the Internet record, and that's like from 2013, and that's like one of my favorite um, mm -hmm. hip-hop records of like all time. <clears throat> and I, I know a lot of people would be like, really? With all the shit that's out there? Better than a Jay-Z <laughs> record or whatever? But I just love that record, and so mm -hmm. he... Uh, I was like, man, I love that record. I'm not saying you're going to, but you should check it out. And uh, and the next day, I got a text. It was like, listening to Because of the Internet, halfway through, or halfway through, I was like, dude, it's about to get trippy. The back half of that record is weird and trippy. <laughs> and I got a text like 20 minutes later, like, yep, this is super weird. <laughs> but he went, he like, okay, I'm going to sit down and listen to this whole record. Because but in someone a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I don't know if it's my thing, but it's cool. I like it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But obviously, all the quote unquote songs are in the first half of the record, like the first you know eight, nine, ten songs or whatever. But right. it doesn't even matter. The point is like he's like digging through all these, like the whole Zeppelin things. He was asking me which was my favorite Zeppelin record, you know. Oof. And uh, I'm like, bro, I can't wait until you realize how terrible these questions are. To do to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. What did you say? Do you do you have a favorite? I would say that I, even though this is an odd choice, and I get that, like a lot of times I'm gonna put on Zeppelin three. Dude, that's crazy. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you were gonna say something else, but I was like, I for some reason I gravitate to three. Yeah. Even though it's not like it's it's different for them it's well, it's, it's like not a as lot like of acoustic and, shit and yeah um, yeah i mean it starts but with, i mean 
what's it what's it called? Uh, um, why can't I think of the song? Uh, that, yeah. Why can't I think of the name of that song? Holy fuck. Uh, Anyway, oh, from the land of the pains. Did you listen to Howard Stern in the nineties? <laughs> Did I? I mean, I just some. yeah. I mean, they had like a just recurring joke where he would, anytime they were pl- they were talking about music, and he would play a clip of whatever song it was, someone would drop in. Like, ah. <laughs> I just I remember that hearing that yeah, all the time. I remember that because it just would like it, they would just drop it in and it would fit so perfectly. Right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, and of course he he doesn't have an opinion. He's just wanting to know what I you know how big of a Zeppelin fan I am and what what I yeah. tend to listen to. But you know, if I'm not going to three, a lot of times I'm going to Zeppelin one. See one and two. Are, and four are like, I've heard those songs a billion times. Sure, sure, sure. And it, that's not a bad thing. Nope. And I love them. But like three and Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy is so good. House of, yeah, dude. That one is, that would probably be my favorite, House yeah. of the Holy. But then like um, Physical Graffiti, I never really listened to that album. It's a great album. Like all the way through, and I finally got it on vinyl last year. Oh, really? And I, I'm like, <gasps> yeah. like what the fuck? Like, why have I never heard like any of these songs? Well, that's the thing, you man. Know? Until the very end, <clears throat> uh, every one of those records was great. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, I yeah. don't go, I don't revisit four a ton, but it's also got to yeah. be one of the high, highest selling rec- rock records of all yeah. time. Well, every every song is a hit. It's, yeah. Four is like a greatest hits, and I, yeah, but the, that was the only one that I had for a long time when I was younger. So I don't listen to it that much because I've heard it a million times on the radio and on CD. Yeah, yeah. But you throw it on, you get a feeling for it, and you throw it on, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, of course. You know, like I get, I get why every song is on the radio a million times. Sure, I know, man. Anyway, but I don't know. I just want to teach him to like not think, which he already has this blood in his bones, which is like he kind of already doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks about what he likes. Yeah, right. So like. Yeah, you know, a couple years ago, like he was obsessed with um, "Never Gonna Give You Up," "Never Gonna Let You." <laughs> like he fucking, yeah. he's just like it's a great song. I'm like, it you know is. what? You're right. Yeah. It is. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like for that type of music, it's like it's great. It's just a like yeah. a fun, you know, whatever. And uh, I I love that about it. I'm just him. glad. Like I used to care. When I was younger, you know, you're a teenager and you don't want people to think like, oh, that's gay. But on the inside, like I didn't care what people thought, if that makes sense. And I would listen to that stuff because I think a lot of people like even on the inside, they're like, I can't listen to that music. So they're just like, all I listen to is classic rock and that's it. Right. 
all I listen to is Pearl Jam. Like you, we know people. That's all they listen to all day, every day. Yeah, is Pearl Jam. Sure. And the same thing with like Metallica. Like there's oh for sure. There's people that I've met through Clint and Ethan that are that's all they listen to. Right. And fuck you if you don't. Right. And I'm yeah, like, man. Eh, no, they're that's Rick no Astley. fun, dude. That's a good song. Yeah. That's yeah. no fun. Yeah. It's like so exciting to get to like hear new music and because mm-hmm. uh, things change. And I used, I think when I was younger, I was a little, uh, I don't know. I guess I got pushed back against that. But um, there's all kinds of new shit out there that I love. There's a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. also t- shows me that I'm getting older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's some stuff that I'm just like, really? Travis Scott's yeah. that popular? Really? Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, what is yeah. this? But whatever. But that doesn't even matter. I don't even care about, like, I used to get butthurt about that kind of stuff, you know? Now it's like, I don't give a fuck, man. If you can make it, do your mm-hmm. thing. If yeah. there's people there that like it, awesome. I don't have to like it, but I don't have to shit on it either. Right. <laughs> you know, because no. that actually takes energy. No. I could just keep my fucking mouth shut. Or I could waste I, the energy, I, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, let people just let people like what they want to like. Mm-hmm. But if you can get them into other stuff, that's cool too. Absolutely, but I think those things go hand in hand in a way. I don't know. You know, it's like, but it. it as I've gotten older, I've I've figured it out and realized that people listen to and hear music differently than me. Absolutely. Like, like when I hear you talk about certain bands or Clint talk about certain bands or even Pearl Jam or Metallica, I'm like, oh, they're those dudes are hearing it differently than I hear it. You know? Sure, which is the which is why I think we as uh, you know, a species or whatever are obsessed with this thing that we can do that's completely subjective, right? Like uh, a lot of things in life aren't subjective. Like two plus two equals four is not subjective. Yeah. That's just a thing that exists. And there's not a whole lot. It's really simple and there's not a whole lot to do with it in a way. But you, no one's going to talk for hours about that. But <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk for hours about a painting and the difference in the way that we see it and what mm-hmm. it does, if anything, when we see it or a song that we yeah. hear or a poem that we read or hear someone read. Like... Those things, no one can be right, mm-hmm. except for kind of maybe the person that made the thing in a way. But like how you hear it and experience it, that's completely subjective, and that's the fun of it, that we can agree about something that, I don't know, take something like so many people bagged on no code forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's a great fucking yeah. record, and I love yeah. I love finding other Pearl Jam fans that that's their favorite record too. Yeah, yeah. Without thinking, it should be everyone's favorite record, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. It's like yeah, I don't know. It, that's I think that's a a young man's game, a young person's game, like um, that kind of opinionated 
stance on things like art. Yeah, of any the gatekeepers. Kind. Yeah, yeah, the gatekeepers are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Those and are the I people just, like, that I never only like bands until they get successful, and then like fuck them. <sighs> like that's yeah. the, that type of person. You love yeah. the band, don't you? Want to see them be successful and get <laughs> yeah. get to continue to make music for years and years to come. Yeah. Don't you benefit from that? God damn it. And the people, those people that are like, oh, they just, they play a festival and it's just a greatest hits set list. And I'm like, there's a reason those are yeah. the greatest hits. Yeah. And like, you're, you're live in the moment with X band playing number one hit. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's in that moment. That's the pinnacle of your fucking life. Yeah. And you're pissed off about it? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, that well, I never understood. Are you like, talking I want to see 311 play down. Right. I want to see Metallica you, play puppets. But were you talking about that from a fan perspective or a band perspective? Fan. When fans say. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not going to that show because all they do is greatest hits. Right, right, right. And then there's the bands that won't play their greatest hits. Like Radiohead yeah, not playing I, Creep I, Forever. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know how to feel about. Um, or ones that do I, it, but they bitch about it. They hate <clears throat> it. I love like. I remember going to. Like, what's a good example? Um, oh, like a a Coldplay show back in the day. I think it was probably like around the time of maybe their third. Or no, it was the, it was for Russia Blood to the Head, which is like my you know the last mm. thing I really listened to of them, which is probably also my favorite record. But, you know, Yellow, even by that point, was such a, just a ubiquitous... Monster. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, uh, yeah. it was like that level right. getting played all the time or whatever. Right. But even then, uh, I don't know. I think maybe I had been doing music professionally for long enough or whatever that I was starting to get the reality of of how all this works. And then for me, it was like, they started playing Yellow, and uh, it was amazing. I was so glad they <laughs> yes. played it. There's this, yeah. like, th this different thing happened, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't like you hear it on the radio and you're like, God damn it, like, skip to another station back in the day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um it was like, oh, I get to be here to share in this like amazing feat. Like, how do you write a song <laughs> yes. like Yellow and have it take off that big, you know? And carry you. I mean, they continued to do some good work, but like a song like that will carry you through four records. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or your whole yeah. career, like it will with yeah. them. And then I got yeah. free tickets to see them years later on a different tour, and I kind of jumped off the. The, tr the Coldplay train, in a way, or whatever. But then Yellow came, you know, they played Yellow, and they had had so many more hits, but still, and all these, like, giant, like, balloons came out, and these yeah. giant, like, custom beach balls, and it was just a big fucking party. And they were having yeah. so much fun playing that yeah. song. He wasn't playing guitar yeah. anymore. He was just fucking running around the stage, letting the crowd <laughs> sing. You know? It was, like, this did, big thing. Did did they like get away from playing that for a while? Mm -mm. I'm just using no. them. I, yeah, yep, I mean, I I get why bands will 
not want to play the song live. It's like Jeremy. Pearl Jam is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. That song was just in everyone's faces 24-7 for a specific amount of time. And they're on tour, and they're supposed to play it every night. Yeah. And it's got to take a toll on you personally as an artist to play it and hear it nonstop. Mm -hmm. So I get why they wouldn't do it. Well, I think, I I mean, I think I totally agree with that. I think those are the kinds of exceptions where I think even using Radiohead as an example, because Radiohead, Pearl Jam, very different bands, obviously, whatever, but they Mm. were both very about artistic integrity and like that's part of like liking them for a lot of people is Mm -hmm. um they try and make things as visceral or as real as possible you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and and for them to do that it has to be a real experience is why which is why their shows are as sought after as right. they are. They don't want to phone it in. Right, they're not phoning it in. Yes, there are going to be certain songs that you will hear in every Pearl Jam set, but people are happy about it. People people want Ledbetter every time. And I just lost him. Sorry, dude. Was that it, was my fault. Was that like a, um, okay, dude, we need to get on with the show now. No, that was... T- That's cool, man. I can take a hint. That's fine. My mouse goes to sleep... So to wake it up, I have to click on it. Yeah. But it was clicked on the red box. Sure, sure, sure. So, <laughs> sure, sure. It's the red box's fault. All right, let's mm-hmm. start. Let's. Oh, tell me more about yellow. <laughs> oh man, am I going to put this whole thirty-minute piece at the end of the bonus bonus episode? Yeah. Put it. Just put it at the end of the episode, like a secret track. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, like yes, like dude. an album closer. Yes, like a cl- yes. Okay, well, we did it. All yep, right, we got it. Now we're done.